Hi, I'm Emily Salaby, founder of Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company, and your host on the Hazard Girls podcast here on Jacket Media. I'm so honored to host this show where I get to chat with Hazard Girls about their careers. Hazard Girls is an online community for women working in traditionally male-dominated fields. On our show, you'll get to hear from these amazing women about the path that led them to their current careers, challenges they've overcome, advice for other women in entering these industries, and more. Allison Coronavush is the Chief Sales Officer at Reconstruction Experts of Johns Ling Group, USA. Reconstruction Experts is a firm concentrating on reconstructing occupied space after disasters and similar events. As CSO, she has made it her mission to ensure that reconstruction experts consistently goes beyond clients' greatest expectations. And Allie also has an extensive background in property management, experience working with attorneys and engineers, and a talent for driving sales in existing and emerging markets. So, so many things going on here, Allie. We're really excited to learn more about your journey and how you got into this field and a little bit more about what you do there at RE. So welcome to the Hazard Girls podcast. Thank you, Emily. I'm super excited to be chatting with you and all those ladies in construction are hopefully uh, going to be in construction. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Most I would say most of our audience are women in just various male populated fields, but lots of women in the construction industry, Love real it. estate, architecture, all the adjacent fields. So it's Love it. Uh, I'm sure Here's many people are. <laughs> yes, exactly. Cheers to that. Um, so why don't you start, Ali, by telling us about your own background? Sure. Did you start out in real estate? You know what? I, I actually started, um, well, when I graduated college, my first job was a sales associate at Tommy Bahama. So, <laughs> but uh, short, short lived, but I, I feel like everybody, if they're in customer service should work in retail for sure. Cause it's an experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, but- worked, I worked at Victoria's Secret. Oh. Love it. Love it. That's a, that's a strong brand. There you go. <laughs> uh, but uh, after my short-lived Tommy, Tommy Bahama, Bahama experience, uh, I found my way into um, Occupied Space uh, Homeowners Association uh, property management. Uh, so I, I was able to, to enter in to, to this space um, via a Craigslist ad. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. Emily, you're probably even like too young to... <laughs> to remember Craigslist, but um, not me, maybe some of a lot of our audience. Well, you look great girl. So (laughs) (laughs) we'll go with it. We'll go with it. (laughs) So, uh, entered into, into property management, uh, you know, via newspaper article and, and, uh, eventually found my way into occupied space reconstruction, uh, which is what uh, reconstruction experts does. Um, and, and we specialize really truly in, um, restoring, uh, places that people live in. Um, and we really take a, a large amount of pride, uh, in making sure that their experience is, is far better than they could have ever imagined, uh, and, or mm-hmm. have experienced, uh, previously before my company. So it's been a really long and, and fun, uh, journey. I've, I've been in at, at RE for almost, uh, what is it? I'm counting in my head, 18 years. Wow. Uh, so um, my my whole, really my whole uh, career has been dedicated to this incredible company and we've seen a wild amount of growth and it's been so fun and all of the women I work with and men I work with, it's just, it's been an awesome ride. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how you explain what your company does is it's all about occupied space. And so there's so many different areas of the construction industry to consider when you're getting into the field. 
Um, this is one that I think we really have not talked about on our podcast before. So we'd love to hear more about this. How is it different to be working on occupied spaces as opposed to, and when we say occupied spaces, we mean people live there and work there and use that building. So how, what is the difference uh, for you and for, for your firm and as opposed to regular construction that where no one's living? Absolutely. So we look at the, we look at the world in, in three ways of, of how we, we get work. Um, so there are, there's properties that exist across the United States and the world, quite frankly, right? We live in them, we work in them, like you said, Emily. Um, there's three ways that we are at that building. Um, the, the first is, is it's, it needs some love. Um, it's, it's leaking, it's, it's old, um, it just needs a capital improvement or just a, just a general repair. So we call that general, general reconstruction. Uh, and then the second bucket is an event-driven issue. So I'm sure you've seen the news lately, Emily. There's an incredible amount of extreme weather events. So hurricanes, mm-hmm. tornadoes, and hail. Um, even, I mean, even if, uh, you know, if uh, on in a high-rise, uh, someone falls asleep in the bathtub on the top story, and that's an event <laughs> uh, that water, you know, overflows and, and hits oh. the 20 stories below. Yeah, an event driven issue that that caused uh, that occupied space uh, damage. And then the third is, is, uh, is a construction defect repair where uh, the the building was originally built, and there's some defects uh, that need some restoration and repair. And that's really where where our company um, is is called into action is is to restore is restore that building. So that's the the three ways to look at the world. (laughs) And I can see how that must be very different when you're ta- when you're talking about dealing with your clients because your clients in a regular construction company most of your clients are probably not going to be occupying space so maybe you're dealing with it in a certain way in a certain manner um how does that differ when you are dealing with clients and customers who actually are there that's their space that's where they're living first of all but second of all maybe they have been through a disaster or some kind of horrible event that is causing them to need you in the first place. Yes. So you, you hit the, I'm going to say this and laugh, you hit the, the hit the nail on the head or the uh-huh. hammer on the head there, right? Um, yeah. So that is, is honestly, Emily, our key differentiator uh, mm-hmm. is that we work with people who have either been through a catastrophic event uh, or not even catastrophic, their window is leaking or in mm-hmm. their place of uh, a place of work, right? There's a water damage that occurred that's causing impact to the business. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really what we lean into. Um, construction in 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 the standard world is seen as you know arriving to site and getting on the building and or area to to re- reconstruct or build a build the building. Uh, in our our family of brands and we have multiple brands beyond reconstruction experts. We put the people first. Um, we know that our service has to be uh, towards them first, and then we bring our obviously our 20 years and hundreds of millions of dollars of, of, of experience to the table uh, and have the ability to repair that. But we know going in that what is going to allow that person to trust us as a contractor is understanding and empathy and every single person that is recruited and is a part of our incredible organization has that customer service first mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, they know that, that the client is dealing with the most intense situation that they've, they've ever dealt with, whether it's a small repair or a multi-million dollar decision for their community. 
this is what we know and we are there to be with them and align ourselves with them to take them through the journey, the entire journey. Um, and, and quite frankly, Emily, um, we have clients for, for since the beginning of our, of, of our company, since 2001, it, we have the ability to help associations and properties and, and, uh, you know, office spaces for years and years and years, because we have, we build that trust, uh, with the mm-hmm. customer and, and share and empathize that, that journey that they're on. So as a company whole, as a whole company, I guess you, you said there are other companies within the, the umbrella is the umbrella, um, the, the John, John's Ling. Yes. Yep. John's okay. Ling. Yep. All right. So now there must be a culture then uh, throughout the organization of this empathy and knowing that it's not just a customer service first, it's a certain type of customer service, right? Because you're dealing with a certain type of customers. Yep. Okay. So my question is how, how, it, how does gender, if does gender play into this house? Because you know, women have a reputation, we'll say, of being more empathetic sure. and being um, maybe being raised in a way that causes women to be attentive to other people's needs, maybe in the same way that the culture doesn't emphasize it for boys growing up as much. Maybe this is changing, but over previous decades, it has been like this. Do you find that more that women customers are appreciating this type of um this type of caring and empathetic service in a in a different way Mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's a really good question uh emily so let's let's um let's rewind a little bit and talk about uh usa so uh reconstruction experts was acquired by john's ling group uh they are a publicly held company out of australia uh, we were acquired by them about two years ago, okay. uh, and they're, they do over a billion dollars in Australia in exactly what we do, which is occupied space restoration and reconstruction. So they wanted to find a North American platform to be able to deploy their approach to market, uh, which is exactly like ours, reconstruction experts, is that, that customer first, that people first mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and you say, you know, it, that to be able to to work in this type of industry, um, there has to be a, a level of understanding and empathy um, <laughs> that yeah. you know, the company accepts, right? That the company employs right. from the from the top down. And partnering with John's Ling uh, out of Australia, uh, that's exactly what happened. Emily is is this company stands for honesty, integrity. Uh, caring, more care, more communication, more creativity. Mm-hmm. And that is, of course, that can be a, a beautiful um, you know, poster on your wall, right? You can say that that's your culture and that's what you believe in. Uh, but but really what stands behind that is John's Ling and Reconstruction Experts' success in doing this for, for over 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. And billions of dollars, quite frankly, to, to back mm-hmm. that up from a, from a revenue standpoint. Mm-hmm. And, and you say what type of you know people are in our organization, and and I will say that that person that that comes into our organization is recruited on mindset, um, not skill set necessarily. Yeah. So the mindset that our people bring to the table um, is honesty, integrity, drive, energy, uh, mm-hmm. motivation. Um, and and at, with those characteristics, Emily, there has to be a an increased, a heightened level of empathy. And 
I absolutely believe that what you just said, women have uh, an, a, a, an ability to lean towards empathy um, and problem solving. Uh, and and I, what I find the women in my organization have the ability to, to be able to dynamically work through a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, troubleshooting areas that construction brings um, in, in the, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And with those issues that come with construction come big emotions. <laughs> We've got, it's true. It's true. A lot of people out there. I mean, and we're even, you, you multiply those emotions because these are people's homes or offices. Mm-hmm. So the empathy that the, the women and, and men in our organization have and are able to, to partner with, with our clients and customers truly sets us apart. And yeah. being a part of uh, John's Link group here in the last two years, um, we are able to actually deploy more services that they are doing uh, in Australia. So water remediation, right? We're able to, to respond with our, with our uh, restoration brand, Stomatic. Um, immediate response, which is our make safe, John's Link make safe, which is, is we are on there. We're clearing the tree that fell on your house. We're removing the debris to let the fire, you know, firefighters come in and make the, make the place safe. Um, and then we have our recon brand, which is RE, uh, our, our roofing company, which is advanced roofing and sheet metal mm-hmm. uh, and express is small scope work. So our mission, Emily is, is to bring end to end, uh, user experience, yeah. um, leading with empathy quite frankly. Yeah. So it's, it's not just the, so it is the culture at your organization as allowing this, um, this empathy to sort of predominate. And then the customers who are appreciating it are across the board. This is, this really is something that benefits everyone who's been, who's in need of reconstruction and who has been through some kind of event that has led them to need that. Now, I'd like to talk a little bit about what you know about the c-suite over there because i was looking at your website and yes it is very heavy on women so can you talk a little bit about how you well i don't want to say how you you came to have a female dominated c-suite but maybe why having a female dominated c-suite c-suite sets re apart a bit it's a it's a really good question emily and i i so appreciate uh my company's um you know, aptitude and ability to, to attract a diverse leadership group, um, mm-hmm. men, yeah. women, uh, it is absolutely incredible, um, in the stance that everyone has something important to bring to the table. Um, our company is made up of men and women. Um, yeah. there should be that representation on, on the leadership uh, component of the business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you ask, you know, how, how did I, how did I get here? Right. Um, and mm-hmm. maybe potentially some, some words of advice for, for, for women entering the, the construction uh, industry and, and wanting to get to the top of an organization. And what it, what it truly looks like is you're looking at that company. Um, you're understanding that company's values from purely a, a performance standpoint. Uh, no matter if you're male or female, mm-hmm. um, does your company have metrics, uh, no matter how much experience you have, no matter your gender, uh, to be able to show you the path of success? And the moment that I entered uh, Reconstruction Experts, which was, you call it almost 20 years ago, um, the culture of my company is putting people in positions to be successful. 
And I had the honor to be able to work next to uh, some of the founders of, of the of the business. And they never saw me as a as a 24 year old woman who didn't have one iota an understanding of occupied space reconstruction. They saw me for my mindset, which was energy mm-hmm. drive, motivation, and integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, they knew that if if you know they put that mindset into a model where I, I could be successful, that there is no there is no limit to my success. So it it truly starts with the company of the the culture of the company and uh, what they do to make their people, which is their most important asset, um, successful. Yeah. Well, you've been there now for you said almost twenty years. Yes. So you must have some insight. How, how can companies sort of emulate this and, and have achieve this type of culture? Yeah, sure. Um, our culture at the end of the day is, is rooted in, in, in trust um, and, and driven by accountability. And no, no matter the experience that you bring to the table, table or who you are, it has to be an environment where people have the ability to bring their voice to the table mm-hmm. and, and share their voice and have an opinion. And quite frankly, they have to have an opinion. Uh, they need to have an opinion. It, 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 and it's, it's so funny. Women ask me, you know, for the construction industry, how did you enter it? Why did you enter it? Was it intimidating? Um, and I, I have to remind everyone that <laughs> every single person that entered the construction industry didn't know construction at some point in their life, right? They didn't understand construction and they were able to learn it. So bring that, bring that to the table that you have a mindset um, and you're, and you're ready to bring that to, to, to the company, no matter if you know construction or not construction, don't be intimidated. Yeah. Um, And just bring your mindset to the table and also make sure that the culture of the company is, is, is trust-based and you can have Mm -hmm. an honest opinion. Okay, so some tips and, tr- and tricks for when you're as a woman trying to get into the field or, or decide if a company is right for you. So what do you do if you get there and you're you're noticing around you that you the culture isn't maybe what you would have hoped? Do you stay? Sure. Do you stay and try to figure it out, or and try to change the culture? I guess it depends on the person, but I'd love your opinion. Oh man, Emily, that is a really good question. Um, I think it does depend on the person. Um, and it depends on what your direct supervisor um, has done to provide you visibility to the path of success. Yeah. Um, and you know, knowing if if that path hasn't been provided, and and you do not feel as an employee that you have the tools to be supported and successful, you hope that the company has a culture where you can bring that up in an honest setting. Yeah. And, and be heard. Right. Um, Yeah. And if you do that and you try to do that and you continue to do that um, and, and, you know, they don't hear you, then, then you, you got to think, wait, is my, is, is my mindset is, is, is my, you know, my energy being utilized properly. Um, So I, yeah, I think it's all, it's all personal, but I, I say in those situations, shoot, um, lay it out there, <laughs> talk openly to, to the people that surround you, um, and, and, you know, are, are there to be able to provide you a path of success. Yeah. Don't keep it inside. Yeah. <laughs> don't keep it nope. under wraps. Yep. 
Let, let's talk a little bit about sales. We talked at the beginning of the episode how you started out working at Tommy Bahama, yeah. <laughs> which conjures images of being on vacation, and I really totally. like that. <laughs> <laughs> like coconut but, candles, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, let, let's talk about sales. Um, so you, you know, you're in the C-suite. You're that's your you're you are the chief sales officer of this big company. What is it like? I, can you talk about because you have experience increasing your annual revenue at, you've had great success. Um, I, I could name numbers, it's, it's in the millions. So tell us about that. How, what is it like for you? Um, you know, I, I'm gonna let you talk, but a couple of things I want you to address are, you know, your experience and then what you look for when you're selecting your teams. Yeah, of course. So I, so I started out um, at Reconstruction Experts as, as uh, I think the first sales, the first salesperson, the first in sales marketing person. Ah. Um, and as I, as I had said, um, you know, I, I was recruited based on, on mindset and my, my drive and energy and didn't have a ton of construction experience. Right. Um, and was put into a situation, um, and supported by, you know, the company to, to, to be able and, and drive, drive sales. Um, and the, and the way that I was able to do that, Emily, is the service offering uh, and our approach to market was so substantially different and is still substantially different in the sense that uh, we care about the people who are being impacted. And that just aligned really strongly with who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, It gave me great joy to be able to go out and and help um, the homeowners and the business owners and the, you know, real estate, uh, you know, folks that own these really high-end uh, assets <laughs> to yeah. be able to make sure that that the people that are in them um, are getting the most value out of them, right? Happiness, value from a real estate standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it just aligned really well with, with who I was as a person. So I love that. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest challenge moving from, you know, the first salesperson to, to where I am today is, is making that transition from a really good salesperson mm-hmm. uh, to a really incredible sales leader. And that's a, that's a big transition um, because right, the, it's two different things. It's, it it's being, a, it's, it sells yourself. And then as a leader, there's so much more that you have to do and in, including choosing who is going to be doing the sales. And then showing that leadership. So yeah, let's let's talk about that. It's uh, it's one of the toughest journeys um, because when you're uh, when you're when you're a leader, when you're you know not doing it directly, right? There are so mm-hmm. many other components outside of what you can directly control. So what what you know you ask how how can you successfully lead a, a sales organization? And I will say, and, and that shift that happened from selling into, into, into leading was finding the right leadership and, and sales folks under that leadership mm-hmm. to be able to enter. And it's very similar to my story, right? We recruit based on mindset. Um, mm-hmm. You find people, you don't need sales experience to join our organization. Um, all that we ask is, is be yourself and, and what we're doing from a, from a, you know, when we interview people, is we, is we truly look for people's mindset. I don't ask about sales experience. I ask about their energy drive, motivation, and integrity mm-hmm. questions that identify those main mindsets and characteristics as people. And we bring them into the organization under, um, I have four, four sales leaders throughout the US and these people 
absolutely understand that their success lies in having a path of success for their people and making sure that those people feel supported and they understand the vision. Um, I think that's one of the most important things in an organization, whether it's construction or whatever, is salespeople have to understand what the vision is. And they have to be able to come to work and be excited every day that they are making a difference. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's our responsibility as, as leaders of an organization to, to lay out that path for them and, and get them excited that, that they are directly, like I started the organization, directly impacting, impacting people's lives. And that's special, yeah. really special. So um, I long, long, long answer for a, for a simple question. And, and I honestly think it's, it's, it's a team that you build and the leaders that, that drive that mission and vision through the organization. Now, so are you training people according to a certain program once they get there or do, is, do they come in with their own set of skills that they then follow those? Yeah, no, Emily, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I think the key to being able to, to scale your revenue as, as a business is to have a system and process for your salespeople to follow. Mm -hmm. um, that is a, that is a guide for, for what you hope to be recruiting a super driven person. So you find these incredible people, um, and with a great mindset and you align them with a, with a system and a process, um, that we've created over the years and it's fireworks. <laughs> it is, I've seen time and time again, um, how incredible it is that, you know, People, new people join our organization. Uh, they go through a training program of about four, four to six weeks, depending upon their, um, you know, uh, you know, experience. Uh, and 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 they hit the ground running, and they know what success is day one. They know what they need to do to be able to to hit that success, um, and they feel they feel supported. Um, mm -hmm. They call their supervisor, their their leader. They pick up the phone call because we know yeah. that their success is our success. So um, it's it's fun to see new people enter our organization, which is um, growing at a pretty rapid pace, which is exciting. <laughs> That's great. And then, I, you know, this is construction, the construction industry. So it is mostly male populated, yep. um, but across the board, across the industry. Um, and one of the things that you mentioned in your show notes was, you know, the importance of building each other up. And one thing I noticed about the way you phrased it is building, building one another up as opposed to women, just building women up. It's really all about people building each other up regardless of, um, what, you know, their identity is. Did I get that right? That's right. Yeah. Is that what you meant? Okay. Let's talk yep. about that a little bit. How can we do that? How can we help build each other up? Sure. So I think, um, there is a, there is an incredible force and power behind a group of people, um, no matter gender, age, what, whatever, experience yeah. level, who understand what they're doing and they are there to drive that mission and vision forward. Mm -hmm. um, so step one, it is the responsibility of the organization to be able to communicate the vision uh, and the mission of the company um, and the culture, uh, that trust base, that honesty, that uh, accountability rooted uh, culture. Yeah. So we, we give them a, a foundation to be able to understand they, they enter our organization, 
they understand what success is um, in whatever position they're in, sales, project management, office management, legal. Um, that's also the interesting thing about construction. There's so many components that you can do. Um, if you love spreadsheets, come into the finance and accounting team, right? If you love customer service, come into the sales and, and marketing component. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like how things come together, get into the on-site crews, superintendents, project managers. Yeah. Um, it, there's so many, there's so many routes to be able to enter into the industry. But what we do as, as a group, um, and, and we've seen that, Emily, quite frankly, right? When I started the organization, we were about 15 million and, and we're going to be doing over 170 million this year. Amazing. Amazing. So if, if so there's power in that. Um, mm-hmm. in working towards one mission and having a like-minded um, group of people pulled together in the sense that they all believe in um, supporting each other and working towards each other's success and knowing and having visibility to what success is for other team members in your in your department and cheering them along and, and also have a little healthy competition too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's competition in, in, uh, in being able to support your coworkers. So, um, it's been, it's been really cool to see that take shape and, and not, you know, not men or women, right. Not working to, to slow people's career growth down, but making sure they're there to support people moving forward in whatever direction they want to move. Mm -hmm. A rising tide lifts all boats. I like that. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Um, how, how can male allies help women who are entering the construction industry? Now, I know we just talked about in general, lifting each other up and everyone, everyone's doing that for each other, but yep. how can specifically when we're talking about gender in the, in the construction industry, um, for the men who are on the scene, um, running the organization, working there, they see something happening or they notice something happening that or maybe they didn't notice, maybe someone had to tell them, right? Like, how, how can they help us out? How can they help women? Yeah, that is a, that, that is also a, a really good question. And I, I think it goes back to, uh, we as a, as a culture have to be better at um, communicating the opportunities in construction. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone, um, female, male, that, you know, girls, you know, leaving high school um, and women leaving high school and college, uh, that there is an opportunity in construction. And and you ask what could, you know, this male dominated industry do? Um, Take a moment and understand that it could be intimidating for women entering into this industry Mm -hmm. Um, and and allow, allow, you know, people to be able to ask questions. Um, and feel, feel confident and comfortable and allow a space for everyone to have a voice in, in whatever situation that, that you're dealing with and know that women have an innate ability to, to bring empathy and problem solving and multitasking (laughs) to, to the attention to detail, attention (laughs) to detail, right. Um, (laughs) communication, right. Like not that men don't have those skills, but, um, our organization is filled with absolutely incredible women and what they bring to the table, sitting side by side to their male counterparts or, or supervisors or, or people that work within the organization, that group together, um, that's magic, right? It's because everyone has a voice and there is a space and a safe space to be able to be who you are um, at that given given moment in your life. 
Ali, where can our listeners find you and learn more about RE as a company and just maybe connect with you if they have any questions for you? Absolutely. So uh, my contact information is on our website, um, reconstructionexperts.com. We are in currently four states, uh, Colorado, California, Texas, and Florida, uh, soon coming to Tennessee and every other major city in the U.S., Uh, We also have a great social presence, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, So find us there. Um, Always looking for good, good likes and and good interaction with, with, uh, with everybody. And um, we are hiring like crazy right now. Uh, And in any of those states or just call if you're out of those states, because we do have pretty substantial plans for growth and to be in every major city here relatively soon. So amazing. um, Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to post that in the Hazard Girls Facebook group too about the about the growth and about the possible hiring. Because... Love that. Yes, please. <laughs> That's great. Well, Ali Coronabush, Chief Sales Officer at Reconstruction Experts. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us and all of your insight um, on on the whole sales team and the whole sales culture at Reconstruction experts. Uh, It's been really fun having you. And I know a lot of our audience are probably going to have some more questions for you and might be reaching out to you. So of course, thanks, Emily. And thanks for having such a wonderful platform for for ladies, boss ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Allie. All right. Bye bye. You have been listening to the Hazard Girls podcast on Jacket Media, sponsored by Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company. That's junojonesshoes.com. And you can go there to learn about our steel toe boots and to join the Hazard Girls community. I'm your host, Emily Salaby. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>